0: in you to know that we are um, a a body and that there's many parts to a body and that we're different and uh, so we're going to do something different today Gonna run K off. <laughs> I might let her come back. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Sometimes we think uh, we might think that we're we're not. And that, our, that we don't have a talent, or we don't know what to do, or how do we be a part, even. But uh, I'm going to ask most of you, I don't know if some of you would know, but Rusty is a, a actually a master mechanic, right? And uh, I'm going to ask him to... Uh, do something for me this morning. I would like for you to go out and check the oil in Kim's truck. I'm being serious. This is church, and if you wouldn't mind, I want to. I want to do it now because I don't want to. If it does need oil, I don't want to be put her off. After service, so if you just go out, is it locked, Kim? Okay, it's a white Chevrolet. I saw you out there going through it. So, uh, I'm I'm 72 years old and I don't think I've ever checked oil on somebody's truck before it's church. It's a first for me, but I I think the practical aspect of doing things for one another is uh, more evident. Uh, I told you all, I got to go to a, a cousin, a first cousin's 100th birthday celebration. And they asked me to open the deal with prayer. And when they did that, I had a, it a couple of weeks ahead of the schedule. But the Lord uh, immediately Spoke to me, honor, the word honor, and that uh, we had him locked out down there. (laughs) But uh, he's all right. He's a big boy. (laughs) Maybe he'll get back in here. But uh, I. They wanted me to open them with a. Religious prayer, and that's not what God gave me. And so I, I blessed her. I thanked her. And I prayed honor over her. And it. I think we'd be doing less than what God wanted us to do if I didn't ask Rusty to do that. And I'm pretty sure he had not thought about it being something that unto the Lord. But it is. It's a gifting. And it can be used... In the body even. so. Anyway, Sean is going to come up and um, share with us what the Lord was speaking to him this morning. And uh, I haven't told him this. (laughs) And you all know how this works. But I'm going to tell you, if you can't get it from the heart, then it might not be worth getting. And that's... that's... why we're doing this. So we can get it from the heart.
1: A very long time ago, um, I was told by a pastor of mine, Scott Harrison. He said, every single day you need to come to church, you need to be prepared. One with a song, one with a psalm, one with a word, one with a prophecy. You need to be prepared. Before you come to church, you need to ask, Lord, what do I have to share today? You have something to give to the people from me today. And that meant every individual in the church had something to give. Everybody. See, the church isn't about Jack and Kay. If you come to church on a Sunday and you think, well, it's all good. I'm going to get fed by Jack and Kay and then I'm going to go home because the Lord's got something for me. You're wrong. I'm just going to say that. You're wrong. The Lord has something for you before you come to church. And then in Hebrews 10, 25, it says you come to church forsaking not the gathering of the saints, but you come to church to edify, exhort, to give to one another. And the word that's in there is to exonerate or to give, but what it really means is, is to pray for one another and to go to the Father together with all of the gifts that God has assembled and then to give. So many times what, what Kay was talking about and the, the passion in my life, these guys know this because we had a long first meeting after years of not being together, and the passion in my life is the simplicity of Christ. It's the love for the first church. It's a love for that that first-generational church that came about just after the Lord spent his 40 days walking and then went, and left his Holy Spirit here. So we don't lack anything because he doesn't walk with us anymore. So he actually says that we gain. We gain because he went to the Father's right hand. I could go into a whole theological thing about who you pray to, but I'm just going to say, you need to pray to the Father. Not to Jesus. Jesus hears our words, and he intercedes on our behalf, standing at the right hand of the Father. Hey, did you hear that little girl? She wants to be a cheerleader. Are you going to do something about that? I think we probably should. We put it in her heart. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, so because there's a communion between two, then the third, the Holy Spirit, already knows. And he sets it on some coach's heart. We need to bring the junior girls in this this week. And boom, it happens. And we have no idea why. It's a little thing. It's the smallest of things. It's the tiniest of things. And when the God of the entire universe who is the God of 7.56 billion people, whether they know it or not, is concerned for every single person's needs, desires, wants. Every single one. And to every one of them, the 3.2 billion that call themselves Christians, who call out in a religious sense, non-religious sense, or just cry out in agony and pain, for something. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. God answers. He always does. It's whether or not we hear Him answer that makes the difference. He always answers. Here's the challenge if you don't come prepared on Sundays with something from the Lord, Because he gives us each something. That is the first century church. That's the church. That's the joy of it. It's not this building as beautiful as it is. It's not our comfortable chairs. I like that one a lot. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Can I have it? Okay. Um, But what it is, is it's each and every one of us. Right? Bringing the portion that the Lord gave us. Whether it's a song, a psalm, a teaching, a word. Okay. Some of you I'm looking at prophetically right now when I say a word. Okay? God's got something in you that you need to give. Give it. If you mess it up, it ain't no big deal. We all love you here. That's why we're here. The worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to say to you and say, "Can I give you a little direction?" That's it. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. I've never seen a whip in the back office. And I've never seen the rail, you know, where you put someone on the rail and you drag them out like in Brother Where Art Thou? It, it doesn't happen, right? Tar and, tar and feather them and drag them out in the rail, right? No, I'm not a man of constant sorrow, and I can sing that song, but. <laughs> um, so I just really want to encourage everybody today. That's what the Lord gave me. He said, do not forsake the fellowship. And I hold myself accountable to that now. That's the hard part when God gives you a word, Right? This week, just to show you, there's been other weeks we haven't made it because of financial issues, because of things that have happened on our, our land. We kind of live down at the bottom of a mountain and sometimes things go wrong and we just can't make it up the mountain or whatever the case. And, but on the way here, I said to Dana, I said, you know, this week we've had a week. She said, yep. We had her aunt come out of the hospital. We had my stepdad go into the hospital. We had my stepdad come out of the hospital. We had my mother go into the hospital. We don't know if my mother's come out of the hospital yet, but she's okay. It's, but please pray for her. It's a back issue and a kidney issue. Um, and we've had other things that have gone on as well. you know. And um, I just woke up this morning. I got up. I had a cup of coffee. I went outside. I did a few things. I came in. I said to Dana, it's 9 o'clock. Let's go. We're going to church. It's time. Do not forsake the fellowship. This is not a chastisement. Not forsaking the fellowship is for your sake. It's an edification and an exhortation. You come to church one day and you say, Lord, I don't think I have anything. And then on your way to church, God pops a little something into your mind. And you're going, oh, okay, well, maybe there's somebody I need to share that with. Or you just think, really, Lord? You? Really? I don't know. And you come to church and you sit down. And all of a sudden, ministry starts happening because other people start to speak to a situation they have no idea, and it's in your life. And that little thing that God popped into your brain is the final key. And you go, oh, I didn't even know that was going on in my life. Lord, thank you. That's what keeps us, because if you read the Scripture... If you go on and you're reading, I think it's a, I think, I think it's Hebrews in the 30 range, 33, I think it is, but and he talks about what happens if you do forsake the fellowship. Is it, is it what is it? 32, 31, 30? It's in the thirties. I know it is. I know it's not 33. I said it and I knew it. <laughs> um but they, they, it's Hebrews 10, it's right after he's talking about that, but he goes on to say, if you forsake the fellowship, here's what's going to happen, right? And again, it's not a chastisement, he's encouraging. Okay, somebody needs to hear the word encouragement today, okay? That's, that's what I'm trying to get across, guys. Somebody really needs to hear the word encouragement, so whoever you are, just take it, absorb it, love on it, Okay? This is an encouragement to you that if you come here, there's healing for you, there's wholeness for you, there's completion for you, there's a place for you. You have a part.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Rusty. What, what is, uh... Okay. Okay. Before it gets wintertime. Make sure you don't. Everything else looks good. All right. Good. We were talking about just what John was sharing, how that we each bring something. So I appreciate what God put in you in that and that you can do that. And I know all, any. <laughs> that's your part. Yeah, well, you made us all laugh, so we didn't know we had a comedian, (laughs) the comedian of the church. Wednesday night, uh, the Lord, I don't know how I got there, but I got to this scripture and I shared it with um, those that were here, and it's Genesis 28 and unbeknownst to me and I'd forgotten maybe or it's written down here in my Bible 11 a word to Jack and Kay it says in verse 10 it says now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran and So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set upon the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And this scripture, I've heard it preached, I've read it, and I always have been uh, captured by the part that there was a letter and this ascending and descending and an open uh, place, an open heaven. And we heard Brent. Preach on that one time, and he's there's no place in the Bible where it says it's closed. (laughs) So if there was an open heaven, there is an open heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. So anyway, I. uh, Read on here, it Says verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac. And the land on which you lie, I will give you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you. Behold, I am with you. Get that. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you Amen. until I have done what I have spoken to you. What a word from the Lord. I will not leave you until I've accomplished, until I've done, till I've worked in you, The very thing that I have spoken over you. Man, what a word! I have a good friend, pastors in Skytook, elderly man, eighty-four, I think, still spry, nice shared that word with him Thursday and he said that's a word that the lord had spoken to me years ago even though he has few years left he's still preaching the word he's still serving god serving a community serving People he puts on a, at the end of this month, he'll, he'll have a, what he calls barn church. He has a huge arena, covered arena that he built years ago when he was in the horse business. And they do barn church every year. He's had some, some of the best preachers and singers in the United States in the barn church. Anyway, if you ever have opportunity to go, you should go. Quite a, quite a deal. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Amen. I thank God for that word. I'm thankful that he reminded me of the word. i got it written down here. I've got it underlined i've got it all put together i'd forgotten it and it just god dropped it in my spirit there wednesday night to let us know not not just me us let it to let us know that the things he's spoken over us he will accomplish Amen. Amen. You got some Okay. You should.
2: <laughs> I was praying and I came prepared. <laughs> so there. Oh. <laughs> um the theme that I keep hearing from this week is nothing is wasted. And I think somebody needs that encouragement of nothing is wasted. Nothing that happens in our life is wasted with the Lord. He uses it all. He redeems it all. And he uses it to help somebody else. Nothing is wasted. And um, what I'd I heard it this morning, and he's just bringing it up, is the Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn and provide those who grieve in Zion. And to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And the oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. He brings beauty out of ashes. And he brings joy out of mourning. He's the only one that can He's the only one that can, but none of it is wasted. Mm
0: -hmm. What a good word. Yes, sir.
3: The, they were have had to kill me, and they would have died. God had to expand two inches the one he had, so he could kill. Me. And two. Every time I'm walking his word, God is confirmed. I walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. I trusted the Lord with all my heart. The years I was in prison and nine years I was in there. I never, never got it right up, I never, never got a misconduct. Every time the worldly programs that I had, me and another brother would get in there and praise the Lord. You know, saying praise and worship to the Lord. We need to grow what we was planning. We were planning in a way, representing reason. And the older I get, because my mom died at 66. Mm-hmm. Now here I am, third sibling, will be 66 next Friday. And my baby sister said, well, your uncle that was in California lived all the way over. Yes. And it seems
0: like you got the same genes that he got. Yeah, we we can be careful though, with the, how we believe in things, you know. Right. I, I had a brother that thought he was going to die at 38 because I had an uncle that died at that age. But that's uh, we just don't don't agree with that. We'll agree, we'll agree with long life. Amen.
3: But, you know, my mom died. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is I lost five siblings. Yeah. One of them found them in the cows and lake. Once I was under the seal the lake, they, they said you went down and one down and they died. They went down and, underneath. and, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. And I, I believe and I trust.
0: All,
3: those not at all. Right. You know. I come out of the, throne, the, power, the of each and every
0: day. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna make a proclamation then. John, if you'll put it up, we'll just we'll make our proclamation because this thing this tells us what God is doing. and This is the word of the Lord. The scripture here. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He has given us, we declare that He teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory. We bless Israel and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And He blesses us. His way becomes known on the earth and his salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold, expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles, and angelic visitations. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, co labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you.
3: Yeah.